0: Welcome to the next episode, my friends, of Living Well While Living Online, which is a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This podcast is relating to self-care, our struggles and our successes, with real people having real conversation on things that are happening in their life in the moment. Self-care is never easy on any given day, but in the current world we live in, there's so much going on. Managing our health and well-being is a practice every day. And what a good reminder to have conversation to help you strategize around it. This week's guest is Sophia Marshall, a senior at Quinnipiac University and their first female student body president. I'm so excited for you to listen to my conversation with Sophia, wise beyond her years. She'll discuss how music and creativity have helped feed her soul at this time, as well as the importance of sunsets. I'm Tammy Riley, the host of this podcast, and the director of fitness and well-being at Quinnipiac University, as well as being a fitness presenter. This podcast is being produced by Michael Bachman, and executive producer is David DeRoche. And I'm really excited to share some time again with you, helping you build your self-care toolbox and enhancing your ability to be more resilient. So stay tuned for my conversation with Sophia. Welcome back, friends, to Living Well While Living Online. This is Tammy Riley, your host, and I am here today to share my very new friend, Sophia Marshall, with all of you. Uh, Sophia is currently a senior at Quinnipiac University and is also our very first female student body president. So what a remarkable woman that we are going to be getting acquainted with together. I know that's not my norm. I always say that I selfishly bring my, my friends in so I can have conversation, but again, in in this idea of being selfish. I really just want to get to know Sophia. I am so inspired by everything she has been able to do as a young professional during her career and tenure at Quinnipiac. And so I just thought it would be fascinating to hear what is happening with her in this time, how she's going to keep herself balanced as we move forward. And I feel that um, with everything she's accomplished, she's going to have some really important words of wisdom for all of us moving forward. So I'm really looking forward to this and I hope you are too, as we get to know this remarkable young woman. Sophia, thank you so much for coming and welcome
1: Yeah, absolutely Tammy I, I really appreciate this opportunity. I think this is this is a needed conversation for 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 me especially so I, I definitely appreciate the opportunity.
0: Excellent, excellent and I would love for you to just start out and give a little bio about yourself. It doesn't have to be your formal bio. I know you sent me that but things that you want to share about yourself, your accomplishments, what what you do, what you're about, anything you want to share
1: yeah absolutely. I think I would be harassed if I didn't mention that I am a ginormous people person, which is why I do the the work that I do at Quinnipiac. Um I am uh, the student body president now, which is crazy because that's that's been my goal since a little freshman year freshman year me stepped onto the campus and was at welcome weekend and saw the at the time student body president speaking to our incoming class um so it's it's surreal that I have this opportunity now, especially in this you know unique world that that we're all kind of struggling through and then working through together so um, I'm very excited about that I'm also a huge Taylor Swift fan not super <laughs> relevant, but I feel I should mention it because she just released her latest album Folklore which I've been obsessing over uh, when we actually I just I just finished my last orientation session ever um, yesterday which was really exciting and bittersweet but you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of really uh, unique and amazing first year students over the past three years. So I think it was my time, but it's, it's definitely been an emotional week for sure. So.
0: Oh, my goodness. So just quickly before you move on, for those who might not know what orientation is, can you just like a little snippet? Because it really is something that's so special that you've been a part of. So if you can just share that
1: yeah absolutely. so I've had the privilege of being an orientation leader for the past three years and it, essentially it's the program that Quinnipiac runs for our uh, first year students and transfer students um, to essentially get them acclimated to the community and to answer any questions they have, make them feel comfortable and feel like Quinnipiac is a safe space for them that they can come and really thrive and and you know become professionals at essentially so you know it's been really important to me. I know we help out a lot of first year students that come in confused and kind of you know insecure about, the the you know massive amount of change that they're, they're about to endure and especially this year uh, most of the people that we've we've seen you know are coming from high schools where they probably didn't have a graduation they didn't get their prom mm-hmm. they they kind of got ripped out of their senior year midway and so you know we're seeing a lot of people come in I, I would say a little bit more nervous than usual um, so it's been it's been really unique and a, a great experience to to really be able to kind of not hold their hand, but kind of walk with them through through this experience, and and kind of say, hey, you know, you've had a tough time, but welcome home. So, that's
0: mm, been really I love that welcome home.
1: <laughs> yeah, excellent. I am, I am I am a cheesy OL by heart. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's part of the requirement for being an OL. You have yeah, to be absolutely. somewhat cheesy, and also <laughs> a hype girl. You have to be a really good hype girl to be an OL, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of clapping is involved. So. Yeah. <laughs> So you have sore hands, and you're very emotional after all of that. So, oh yeah, cool. excellent. Anything else that you want to add to all that before I pound you with questions?
1: <laughs> no, I mean I think um, this this quarantine has been a really you know unique experience for me to get to know myself, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm I've been a, you know a lot more insightful about who I am as a person these past couple of months. So i I'm, I'm I'm excited to get into it.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, we can, you know, that can just be our first segue because I think part of that is where you are in your life, right? You're a senior. And so senior year comes with a lot of transition and thoughts of future. As much as you're grounded and entrenched in where you are now with leading the people, you also have to have one eye on what's next. And so I think that is part of the transition and the, the, the introspection that starts to happen at this time in your life probably more so than any other year you've had, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, you know, end of my sophomore year, heading into my junior year is when I kind of had that almost like mid-college crisis where I was like, oh, I'm not little anymore. I'm, I'm an adult. I'm growing up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think really my transition from sophomore to junior year was the toughest for me in that respect. Um, but but I think I've kind of shifted my mindset, mindset a little bit to more of a, a professional mindset where I'm really kind of focused on, you know, putting myself on this path that I can kind of ensure that I'm going to, you know, be successful post-college. So, so I actually, I I feel like I've kind of been in that mindset. So that, that part wasn't super hard for me. I think during quarantine, I just kind of had the, you know, ability to, to really focus on that a little bit more uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm so go, go, go all the time. Like just with SGA and with my, my, my classes and club soccer and, you know, I was a pure catalyst too. So my, my days have always been really busy, but I actually, you know through quarantine have had sort of the opportunity to really focus on you know like you said my my future my my future success my future potential careers that i'm i might be going into so you know it's it's been really awesome for me to to kind of slow down a little bit and really focus on that stuff
0: which is really important because you know you and I both know this whole thing has been a roller coaster ride for sure. And there's mm-hmm. definitely days where you can be, you know, thinking of the heavy and the, oh, I've got to transition during this. I've got to look for a job during this. How am I going to? But I already mm-hmm. just love everything you've said about your perspective and that insight of, you know, doing you and focusing on you and and mm-hmm. seeing what what really what really will lay ahead or where what direction you want to go, which maybe in another, in another world, in another time, you'd be too busy. And all of a sudden the year ends and you're like, shoot, now I've got to figure this out. So in some ways it's an unexpected gift. I think if we can see it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I actually say that a lot of, a lot of the times for my friends, I think myself and a lot of the students my age kind of forget to have fun sometimes and like do things that are fulfilling to us. You know, I think especially in my day and age, we kind of get sucked into technology and, and social media and like kind of consider that our downtime, Where whereas, you know, in reality, we're not doing a whole lot for ourselves in times like that. Um, you know, I think pre, pre-quarantine, pre it was really easy for me to, you know, just be on my phone. That was kind of like my rest time. I'd be scrolling through Instagram. I've never been a big Netflix watcher. I actually started doing that more this quarantine. But, um, you know, I think pre-quarantine, I, I didn't really have the awareness to, you know, do things for myself I would say I think pre-quarantine you know if somebody asked me what my hobby was it would be SGA which like isn't you know good you know I think I need to (laughs) (laughs) doing, doing more things other than than work and I love SGA so you know it was it isn't really work for me but you know I think quarantine has kind of allowed me to to really open up and and go back to my artistic side a little bit because that is one of the things that in high school I was really really in touch with. I've, I've always been a very artistic person. And, and then, you know, coming to college, I got super immersed in, um, you know, work and, and school and studying and friends. And I just kind of never really had the time for that anymore. But I did have the time. I just didn't think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I
0: th- yes, I love yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I, I love I that. That
0: word time trips us all up um, quite mm-hmm. frequently. So, you have, a, we're going to come back to that because you also said, which I, I want to delve in a little deeper. Pre-quarantine, you know, we think, and this is for so many of us, but we think our downtime is, you know, sitting on the couch, scrolling through, looking at Instagram and you're like, and I get it because your mind is so full. Your brain is full. I do that too. It's like that dump. But I also saw heard your recognition of that's not really caring for myself, right? That's so... If we were to to I love your your insight into yourself already and you're kind of like, you know, being your own therapist right now. Oh, I see this, but that's not really this. But if you
1: I've done a, a lot of thinking.
0: <laughs> so if you were kind of and we do these mindless things and it just kind of gets carried away, gets gets out of I guess because it's easy, right? And it's right there and it is taking our mind off something. Mm-hmm. But if we if you are to think about it a little more intentional before quarantine, like other than the scrolling through, if you were to be intentional about the idea of self-care. What what does that mean to you as a I'm going to say are you 22? I don't even know. 21-year-old 21, 21. 21 woman. Um what does self-care mean for you to you like how how do you describe that and what are some things that would be important to you? And this is like, you know, not today and where we are. This is like, you know, your whole life or what what you've needed.
1: Mhm. I think, you know, since coming to college one of the things that I kind of realized about myself is that I, I need time alone to recharge, um, and that was something that I didn't realize freshman year coming in. I've always you know viewed myself as a pretty uh, serious extrovert where I kind of you know thrive in social situations. I really need people around me to to be happy. I was always kind of reliant on other people to to kind of get that that gratification satisfaction, um, and and you know I think since coming to college, really I think starting end of my sophomore year kind of going into my my junior year I started realizing that I do need that time to recharge and just be and sit and kind of you know just just be still and 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 sit with my thoughts almost Um, so that was something pre-quarantine that I started to do a little bit more and started to becoming content with because I kind of had this notion when I was a little bit younger and like kind of throughout my life previous to you know this past year that if I was alone then you know I wasn't really fulfilling my purpose of like helping people. And I was always really hard mm-hmm. on myself. Um, and I had to be go, go, go all the time because I didn't want to miss a single second, you know. And I think that kind of negatively impacted my mental health, not only socially with my friendships, but with my like romantic relationships as well. Um, so that was definitely, and I think romantically, especially, I was kind of fixated on this idea that in order to have value, I needed a significant other. I needed to be with them all the time. Um, right. And then I would say, you know, as I, I moved into junior year before everything, happened, I started, you know, realizing that in order to fully recharge and kind of be the best version of myself that I could be, um, I, you know, needed to spend time alone. And I think that was sort of the beginning of my journey. I think once quarantine hit, you know, I had the ability to actually like step back from everything and take a look at things. And I think I got, you know, better with self care after that. But I would say really, my, my, my main form of, of self care before quarantine was kind of just like sitting back, you know, Really, again, just like being on my phone, just like not being with people, giving myself a little bit of space to kind of just be and think, which is something that I really hadn't done previously to, you know, this past about year and a half, I would say.
0: I love that um, you found that introspection because I think it takes many of us, you know, I can speak as a woman who could be your grandma, um, that it takes us a little, I'm a go, go, go. I'm an extrovert. Like I'm so many of the things you Mm -hmm. described and it took me a long time to realize what it is that then helps me to still be able to do all those things. And so to be able to see the difference of, yes, I can still be an extrovert. I could still be that people person. I can still, but I need to be able to have the space. And I think that's a hard, that's a hard thing for us to see because it's our purpose. It's who we we are. It's what drives us. And then wait a minute, I'm alone. I'm failing if I'm alone. And um, so, yeah, it's, I'm so excited for you to have had that because, I feel like it has taken many of us, including myself, many years, and then for you to do this in your early twenties and to to launch into yourself as a professional woman with that um, already as part of your routine and habit and your mindset. Oh, I'm just so excited for you because <laughs> Thank you. I really It's so important. That. It really is.
1: Yeah, it really is. It
0: really is. Yeah, and um, yeah, and so then it just nicely segued in that then you automatically had time <laughs> once more <quarantined laughs> <Exactly>. it <laughs> to ponder.
1: I think pre-quarantine, it was more just me doing it because I, I, it was almost a subconscious thing, mm-hmm. you know, if that makes sense, I think, you know, going, looking back and reflecting, I was sort of doing it because I needed to, but I wasn't like, oh, this is my self-care time. It was more like, oh, you know, I'm really tired because I was just with people for 12 hours. So I need this time. Whereas before I would kind of force myself to like, for example, um, do all my SGA stuff for eight hours, then go back and hang out with my roommates. Cause that was, that's what I'm supposed to do as a person who cares about people. Um, you know, and then I would go to bed at at eleven p.m. and you know be really tired and get up the next morning and do it all over again. So I never really had that time. Um, but mm-hmm. I think you know, post quarantine, I, 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 and even during, it, I mean, we're still, we're still in it, obviously, but you know, I think I, I, I'm I'm a lot more intentional about it now, which is really nice.
0: Yes. And I love that word. Thank you for using it. I think um, that's the other piece that's so important for us in order for self-care to be there and for us to really be able to do the work that we want to do. We do have to be intentional on both ends, right? Your time Absolutely. with SGA and what you can devote and then your time to yourself. And we say SGA as if that's the only thing and you'll spend eight hours a day, but you're still a student completing your degree. You know, you still wear other hats and are involved in other programs and organization. So you still, you have a pretty full plate. So that intentionality with your time is going to be really important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, especially in the fall semester when I have not only student government going on, but I'm also the president of my club soccer team. Um, so, you know, during that <laughs> during that time, you know, I'm, I'm kind of not in over my head, but, but the majority of my time that I have is kind of spent, you know, either coordinating games or, you know, doing something, having a meeting for student government or, you know, going to practice. So I think one of the things that kind of helped me realize that I needed that time was because I kind of don't have it in the fall, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. even my, my weekends have always been my, my time to kind of recharge and relax. uh, But we do back-to-back games on weekends. So, you know, during that time I I could definitely feel my mental health kind of slipping because I was trying to do everything at once, um, and I love soccer and I love student government. I would never give either of those things up, but I think I needed to kind of shift my mindset a little bit to, you know, really allow myself to to have that downtime and, you know, say, okay, I have three games back to back this weekend. Maybe I don't hang out with my friends tonight. Maybe I just take a night to myself. You know, re- read a book, watch a movie. Um, you know, do that kind of stuff as opposed to going 100% go 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 all the time. <laughs>
0: yeah, because you know it's that realization that if at There is a cost, even though you're young and you have boundless energy and you're healthy, there is a cost in some way, shape, or form. It costs us something. And sometimes it manifests in, you know, we don't feel good, we feel run down, maybe getting sick, Uh, maybe it's our stress level, but also then it becomes how we react to people around us. And you're a role model and a leader on campus, right? So if you are not feeling your best and you can't turn around and give a polite answer um, or present yourself in the right way, right? And so, that's really, really important for you.
1: Mm-hmm. I have to, I, I like that you brought that up because I, I do have to be very mindful of the eyes that are on me. I think, you know, in the, I'm I'm kind of very aware of the, the multiple seats that I sit in the multiple hats that I wear. Um, and I know that there are young leaders on campus, you know, looking at me and looking up to me. So I have to be very mindful of, you know, the way that I interact with, with anybody, not only because they're people and they deserve to be treated as, you know, human beings and to be treated fairly and kindly, but you know, I also need to be aware that that might be somebody who then goes back to 15 other people and says, hey, you know, this person didn't treat me the way that I should have been treated. And that, you know, made me feel really bad. And then, you know, now all of these people don't want to approach me, don't want to ask me for help, because they think that I'm unapproachable. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, for okay, sure. And that
1: all kind of sums back to, you know, me needing to kind of be mentally okay before I step into these roles and, you know, be sound in the way that I, that I lead because again, it affects so many people.
0: Yeah. The ripple is huge and it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, to
1: it, is, it is. It's <laughs> really um, I mean,
0: and I say pressure, not as it's a bad thing because it no, seems no, like no, for it you that's, so how that's how you,
1: thing, yeah, but <laughs> yeah,
0: like it's how you survive. It's your thrival. It's what you thrive on. Right. Mm-hmm. But that pressure, you know, you have to just, you have to be careful with how you're using it and your time. So I'm going to ask you, um, are you, are you good at, or maybe getting better at saying no? (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) I would like to think that I, you know, I'm going to say this. I think I'm more mindful that I need to start saying no to things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know if I've, (laughs) you know, really started the saying no process yet. (laughs) I think, you know, one thing that, Actually, no, I'm gonna rephrase that. I think I started the, the saying no process and started sort of started like the delegation process mm. last year in my vice president role. Um okay. I was being student body president, I was the vice president and just thinking about this from a student government lens. Um, you know, I think that kind of taught me that I can't do everything myself. I think prior to that leadership role I was very much, you know, um, kind of immersed in like this idea that I have to do everything to be successful. You know, I need to do this and I also need to do that. And I also need to do this other thing. And if I don't do it, it's not going to get done right, which is not true at all. You know, So I think through a delegation and SGA, I, I think I kind of realized that the pressure doesn't have to be all on me. 100% of the time. There are a lot of really amazing people that, that want to support me and want to, you know, see me succeed and see, you know, whether it be an organization or a friendship or relationship thrive, um, so, so I think that kind of has helped me a little bit, but I definitely in my in my friendships, in my personal <laughs> life, I'm not very good at saying no. I think you know I I like to be that person who you know at 2 a.m. if you call me and I was sleeping and you need something like I'll oh, go right away. You know that's just the kind of person I am, and and I think that's good sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes I think I spread myself a little bit too thin at the same time um, because I you know not, not I I don't want to say I care too much because I don't think you can ever care too much about the people that you love. But, you know, I think sometimes I I definitely get too caught up in other people's things where I could just, you know, step back and kind of take a little bit of time for myself. So I I think I definitely need to get better at that, especially (laughs) in my life.
0: Well, good. And I hope you continue to practice that because I'm going to also say that's another thing that I think I've really had to be intentional with and first Mm -hmm. thinking it. It's okay if I say no, right, for the right reason, and and so you're a giver. Um, you, I'm gonna say a people pleaser in the right way, not that you're gonna say what they want to hear, but like sure. you you want to be with people, you want it, that you want that interaction, you want to be helpful as I do too. And then yeah. it does in in some ways come at a cost. So mm-hmm. having the boundary and the ability to at least think, okay, wait a minute, there might be something this week that I have to say no to. And then what does that look like? Is it, and I love you've already been practicing this, the delegation. So it's not right. me, but I can help you in this way, or this is what, how I can help you. And then also- you know, knowing where you have to really just be like, wave the flag, like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I just can't do that this week.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So hard for us. Um, absolutely. yeah, we're both givers. And I think another thing too, that I've kind of started to be mindful is, uh, of is the fact that, you know, w- when I give and I give and I give and I give and I give, sometimes I give so much that I kind of give a little piece of myself to each person that I give to. Um, and it kind of, you know, at one point kind of got to the point where I was giving so much that I would almost shift personalities depending on what group I was with, what person I I was with. Mm. And, you know, I need to, I kind of realized that I needed to step back and, you know, be my own person and, you know, figure out what I, you know, care about and what values that I hold before I could go back and, and, you know, be with those other people. Because I think that's something like, especially, you know, with the positions that I, that I had early on in my uh, college career, it was one of those things where, you know, I was very good at kind of shifting to, to sort of fit a demographic of a group that I was in.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, and I
1: kind of realized that, that that probably wasn't the best thing and I, I needed to be my own person. So I think that's another pro- another product of just me learning, you know, how to say no and when to step back and when to take time for myself.
0: Yeah. And so many of us, do that, not in, in just subconsciously, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, exactly. when you're when you're with your soccer group, and when you're with your SGA group, and when you're with, That's you right. know, it is you, but we do sort of take on these other persona in a certain mm-hmm. way too, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Oh my goodness. So, in in just to backtrack a little bit, in the spring, um, if people don't know, you know, everything hits and campus gets dismissed, and no one's coming back. And had elections happened at this point? No. Yeah, nope. that's what I that's what I thought. So you're like, oh my god, what's going to happen? All I've ever dreamed of since being a little bob kitten is being <laughs> president. And now, how is that going to happen? So, can you just explain a little bit about what that was like for you and the process? I'm so curious. What, yeah. You know, yeah. normally on campus, it's a big deal, and it's it's just like any yeah. other political office. Mm-hmm. What happens with publicity and speeches exactly. and yeah. good questions? The people. <laughs>
1: We were all we were all asking those questions at the time.
0: Yeah, um, and you just created this whole new system. So what did you yeah, do? It was
1: really, really unique. Um, so luckily for me, I wasn't the one that was in charge of deciding things because you know I think at the time we were all kind of just you know shell shocked and we were like, what do we do? Because typically what happens is we actually have our entire general board and executive board election in the spring, um, okay. and so a lot of the people that. You know, we're on our executive board at the time we're graduating, so we couldn't just hold off until the fall. Um, not to mention that, for a variety of reasons, the transition needs to happen in the spring, so that the new uh, incoming executive board has, you know, a lot of of um, time to kind of transition into their new role. So it was pretty apparent that we needed to have at least an executive board election, if not the general board election, and that's kind of what the election committee at the time decided to do. Um, so they ended up telling us about. A week and a half before I think elections were supposed to be scheduled. We ended up pushing it back a little bit just because of the uncertainty of everything. Uh, but we luckily had kind of anticipated that we might go online, um, especially, you know, because of everything that was going on across the country in spring break. And uh, so we kind of started talking about it at that point. Uh, and we were like, hey, like, <laughs> what happens if this if this is, is gonna, you know, shut us down? So I think we were kind of ready for it. And then, you know, what what ended up happening is we did an entirely virtual only executive board election. So we actually still don't have a general board for student government. So when we get back, we're going to have that election in the fall. But, you know, when, once they, they released all the guidelines, I was, I was sort of faced with this kind of harsh reality that I wasn't going to be able to, you know, look my peers in my eye, in their eyes and, and, you know, introduce myself, uh, which is something that I, that I've loved the past three years elections are like, my favorite and my least favorite time because it's so stressful, but I love talking to people so much. So, you know, that was really hard for me. And that that was kind of, you know, where I I kind of excelled in my campaigning, I would say, is I really would, you know, take the time to knock at every single door and say, Hey, I'm so, you know, what else, what's what's yeah. up? What do you need? So, you know, I think that was something that, that was hard for all of us too, not just me.
0: Yeah, uh, the leader the leader of the people, right? Really getting really, in the trenches. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. So
1: yeah. so, you know, people Came up with a lot of really creative different uh, forums to to amplify their voices during elections. Uh, I made a really uh, a, a video that I was actually really excited about. I ended up um, uh, hand making a, a bobcat suit. So I um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, I um, essentially put like a big bobcat on the back. And I wrote bobcats on it. And then I had a little bobcat on on the left breast pocket. And then I made uh, pants that had cues all over them. Oh my and so I ended up making a video where I was uh, walking up the giant with like a voiceover. And then as I continued to, you know, go up the giant, there were little signs that said year one, year two, year three, and then year four coming soon. And so as I went up this, the um, the giant, there was uh, it, would, it would switch from my just white suit to my bobcat suit. Um, oh so it, was like, <laughs> it was like first I had the shoes on and then it was like a little further and then I had the jacket on and then I had the pants on and then I got oh. to the top and I was like holding the the QU flag over the the campus so it was a really it was a really fun video to make um, and that was kind of like my main um you know point of communication to the student body and um <laughs> Q, Bar barstool ended up putting it on their story, which was kind of funny because. Oh my god!
0: And yeah. I love because you mentioned earlier that you really were an artistic person at heart, and like didn't mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of opportunity, and so here this crazy circumstance right. enables you to to put put this out there in a in a in a platform that you probably didn't anticipate you were going to do for elections. Yeah,
1: absolutely, <laughs> that's absolutely. awesome. It was, it was really fun and, and kind of a unique opportunity to you know get creative, which I love to do. And, and, you know, I kind of, I, I knew I was going to do a video like that anyways, but you know, with, with, uh, elections being pretty much entirely on social media, I knew I had to do something uh, a little bit outrageous. So I was, I was climbing the bobcat in my heels.
0: <laughs> oh my God. That's insane.
1: The <laughs> not the bobcat, but
0: Okay. And so then since then, obviously we haven't been to campus. You're, you're actually on campus now as an orientation leader. So not because you're the president of SGA, you Correct. were here for other reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of your life has been meetings online all summer long, right? Because mm-hmm. you've got this big position and there's a lot for you to be filled in on and a lot of right. things that you right. need to be privy to. So how has that been during your summer, you know, transitioning junior to senior year and now all summer long, you're like the rest of us sitting on these screens?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's actually really cool that we we have the ability to utilize Zoom now. And I think, you know, it's kind of become the sort of, widespread form of communication which has been really special because typically student government um presidents and, and officials wouldn't do a lot of communication with administration or the rest of their executive board team during the summer mm-hmm. um it's kind of been you know uh we have our executive board retreat and then we you know kind of move on and and meet again when we get back but now we we have kind of proven to everybody in our country and the world that, that we can just do it anywhere you know so right one thing that i heard at a um at the parent orientation uh, last week, which I actually really enjoyed, was they were kind of talking about how student organizations don't have to stop anymore during the summer. Um, you know, they can just jump on an executive board call, or they can, you know, meet up with their 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 teammates or their their org mates, and you know, kind of just talk about whatever they want, whether that be org org official things or just to hang out. And everyone can actually see you know their faces. I mean, you and I are here looking at each other right now over Zoom too, which is you know <laughs> really awesome and probably something that we wouldn't have seen pre. You know, pandemic. So it's actually been really awesome to to still be a, be you know super involved in um, you know university affairs. And I'm lucky; I have uh, very good relationships with a lot of the uh, university administration. So they've really kept me in the loop in a lot of different things. Um, Monique Drucker, our our vice president dean of students, um, we've been very in touch throughout the summer for the most part. And you know, I'm I've been doing a lot of uh, external affairs work with Bethany Zemba, who's our chief of staff and president. I've right. met a couple of times. So it's been really, really awesome for me to, you know, stay in touch and really feel like I'm making a positive change uh, within the university. Cause I know right now it's, it's definitely a time of uncertainty for the students and, and for myself included, you know, cause I'm living through it as well. Right. Um, so, so I think that's, that's, you know, really beneficial for me to kind of have the lens of the student um, for, you know, decisions that are being made and, and to say, Hey, okay, you know, that's great. But have you kind of thought about this perspective? Because, you know, I know a lot of my feel- peers are kind of feeling left out of this decision or you know confused about this and you know feeling upset about that so it's it's really been i would say pretty amazing that i've had the ability to continue to advocate throughout the summer which which historically hasn't been um uh, kind of um you know the 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 norm i would say
0: Right. So you're um, breaking all types of, of boundaries between being the first woman president that we have <laughs> and then being the first to really take your your role in the summer and, and be a part of everything that's happening. And yes, we could have never planned nor that we really w- want this situation again, but you've really just jumped in and, and made it work. So maybe you didn't realize as the president, you'd have such a, an important role over the summer. And that so that's a lot to take on and to give up.
1: You yeah, also absolutely. mentioned,
0: I do want to backtrack, you absolutely. have the perspective, right? You are, you're the SGA president and you're involved. And, and when we say that, like you're, you're privy to special meetings and task forces and you know, you're, you're involved. They do involve you in a lot on campus on decision-making, mm-hmm. but it, so you have all of this, but at the same time you are a student, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you are going through all of this at the same time. So how are you, I guess, maybe thinking about the balance between the two and, how you're going to be a role model, but also, you know, give yourself that opportunity to also be a student in, in those ways. I don't, I don't mean like, you know, getting together with your friends. I mean, in the way that you care for yourself and balance that out as a, as a normal student and a student with all of this knowledge and information and and responsibility. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I think I've kind of learned from my mistakes, especially this past year, because you know this past year was the first year that I was really fully, fully immersed in the SGA work that I had, Um, because it does it takes a lot of time. You know, it's probably ten to fifteen hours a week. So, you know, that coupled with with uh, academics plus social life, it's definitely a lot. And I think, you know, this past year I kind of couldn't separate work and play, if that makes sense. So I was always in the office. I was, you know, distracted by the the my peers that were there, and I was. You know, kind of always SGA, and then it was classes, and then back to SGA, um, and then I would hang out with my friends in that in the evening, and you know, end up doing my homework at, at uh, you know a lot later than I would would like. So, you know, I think I kind of sat down with one of my advisors at the end of the year, and I I, I kind of was like, this is not how it ha- it has to be. It isn't how it should be, um, because you know, I was really burnt out. <laughs> yeah, so I bet. I think you know. Again, having the ability to kind of self-reflect and, and analyze myself over quarantine, um, you know, I'm 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 definitely going to be mindful of you know when I when I'm in my office at in in the student center and I don't have SGA work to do, but I'm there for office hours. It's okay to you know do my homework at that point so that I can, take, you know, from let's say nine to five to do my schoolwork, academics plus SGA, um, and then after that it's kind of like my time to just like either hang out with a friend, maybe go get coffee or, you know, um, go home and play guitar, write a little bit of a song or, you know, paint something or re- read a book. I-, I recently got back into reading right now. I'm uh, reading uh, Before the Fall by Noah Hawley, which is uh, a really, really good book. But, you know, I-, I never really had time for that before. So I think just, you know, being mindful of separating uh, work and play and and just having that time where I can kind of Unwind, not just mindlessly on social media, but actually doing things that are intentional um, and and sort of beneficial for my mental health. I think that's going to be really beneficial this this upcoming year because I need that time to you know recharge mm-hmm. if I want to be my best, as we kind of talked about earlier. So I think just just finding value and spending time with myself, I'm finding, has been really essential to you know my my happiness and well-being during quarantine because. I think previously, like we talked about a little bit earlier, I, ha- I I never really found value in just, you know, spending time with myself because I wasn't, you know, I felt like I wasn't making this impact and helping people. But, you know, the reality is if I don't spend that time with myself and enjoy that time with myself, then I can't be 100% for, for others.
0: So. Right. Yeah. It, it's And that's such a big lesson. And pe- we don't realize, right, we... It's when I do a lot of workshops on campus or with grownups in my fitness profession, you know, we everyone needs to hear the same thing all the time, no matter how old we are. And it really is, if you're not spending time with yourself and sitting here, then you really don't have the ability to extend out, right? So you're... Your self-confidence, your alone time, your just being kinder to yourself, whatever that looks like in any way, shape or form, is how then you are able to ripple out and be the strength and the pillar that that we are in all these different roles. So, again, just so great that you've been thinking of this already as you know, a younger woman. Yeah. And I'm you You keep going back to this idea of time. We said it in the beginning and then you came back a bunch yeah. of times there. And I love it because, you know, the idea of taking care of ourselves, and, and in relation to all of this is the one thing people say all the time. It doesn't matter how old they are or where they live in the world. We say, oh, I just don't have the time. And it is true. We're busy. I mean, I'm listening to everything you say and I'm really thinking to myself, how the heck do you have time, right? Yeah. And, so, and so it is true. But the thing that we always have to remember is we have time for what's a priority for mm-hmm. to us Absolutely. and so by you being intentional and you saying no i need to do this and i'm going to schedule this and i'm going to build this in like that is how there is time for more and again like that that sitting on the phone i think of that scrolling and all of a sudden an hour and a half later you're like yeah. i can't believe i've sat here for an hour and a half right so maybe you you had 15 minutes but you spent an hour and a half and like right. exactly so time is huge and I think that this is so important that you've you've been bringing this up and you've been saying it because you know your peers who are listening to this there is time for yourself there is time for all of this there is time to be a president and do well in school and get a job and you know be the leader of club soccer and you know <laughs> all of the things that you do there there is time if if you're intentional.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing too that's been really beneficial for me and, and I can't credit myself for, the, for this, but because one of my friends has been really um, intentional with, with getting me motivated and, and working out with her. But, but I was a three season athlete in high school. And then when I kind of got to college and started getting involved in all these, these things, um, you know, I kind of fell short in that respect of, of physical fitness and keeping myself in shape in that respect. Um, and you know once quarantine hit uh, I was actually I had the, the privilege of of staying in Hamden with a couple of my friends so there was some sense of normalcy through online classes mm-hmm. which was really amazing um, but but she would kind of you know get me in gear and say okay so if we're gonna work out for an hour today and, and we started doing that five times a week and it, it really just completely transformed my mental and physical being which was really yeah. really helpful because you know that was something that was so um, integral to who I was as a person and then it just went away and I kind of let it slip away. So so I'm I'm trying to get back to to that now too. It's not easy because I'm, things are starting to ramp up again, but but I'm I'm hoping that I can, you know, stick with it and and you know, continue with that cuz it's really I'm I'm finding it is really really important for, you know, my mentality and my mental health.
0: Right it's one of those things like when you're out of it when you're not practicing it you forget how beneficial mm-hmm. it is Absolutely. you know and and I've talked about this already um during our interviews but people keep bringing up you know the idea energy is expended when you work out so yes right. it can be it can be exhausting but at the same time if you're doing it in you know health in a in a healthy way, it that energy is is like just a refueling, a recharging. So it's almost like repurposed. It's not just energy out into the universe; it's energy back into yourself. So uh, yeah. I love that you're having that renewal, that rekindling of what it can do for you physically and mentally. And I mm-hmm. mentally is is a huge piece. Yeah,
1: and the other thing too is is throughout you know my time academically where I'm doing all these rigorous science courses and then you know I have my involvement things going on as well I I kind of you know build up a lot of anxiety and stress over those things so it's sometimes it's nice to just you know sweat it out almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, you know, after you work out, you just kind of get this this feeling of, of accomplishment. You're like, okay, you know, maybe this this and this didn't go well today, but at least I, you know, did something for myself. So, <laughs> 100%.
0: You you can that's what's so great about the physical part of being healthy is is you control that, right? So, you might not be able to control the outside things, you know, all of these pressures and guidelines and and deadlines and but that workout, you 100% could control, and how you yeah, feel, right. and it is very rewarding, and it gives us that sense of purpose and um, you know invigoration, I guess, of what we need. Like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. so important. Um, and I'm just thinking with with everything that I'm hearing you say, and like how how much you serve on campus, and. All of the things that you do, so who do you turn to who who is your support? What do you do you ask for help? Like who do you go to? How do you support what you're doing when you need help?
1: I think again, going back to the delegation, I think the first thing that I, that I do when I'm kind of feeling myself you know sink a little bit and, and, and maybe submerge underwater, uh, so to speak, is I, I delegate and I, I turn to you know the people. That are, that are close to me. I think that's something that I, I, I wasn't able to do before. So I think that's kind of my first step um, mm-hmm. in respect to just like mentally, if I'm having, you know, not a great day, I'm stressed out, I feel uh, over my head. Um, I've found that separating myself from that situation, um, you know, if it's a not professional situation, if it's something that I can, you know, kind of separate from more of like my work life, if, if you will, um, you know, I, I really enjoy just like going out on a drive with my friends, you know, kind of, debriefing the day, talking it out, um, you know, maybe going and watching the sunset, which I love to do. Um, oh. I have, I actually have sunset songs that I like will specifically <laughs> play during the sunset and I won't listen to anything else. I'm very picky. <laughs> but,
0: I love that. I love yeah, that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, doing something like that where I can kind of, um, you know, just, just get away from sort of my everyday life. Cause I think sometimes it can get a little bit monotonous, just, you know, doing the same classes, doing the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, exploring is very fun for me. I love going to the beach. I love finding new little places in Connecticut. It's gorgeous. You know, there's so many state parks and little beaches, especially around uh, Hamden where, where we're located, obviously. So, you know, I love doing that. I've And I've actually gotten a lot closer to my family since coming to college. Um, I've always been close to my little sister, but I think I've kind of, found myself leaning a little bit more on, like, my mom and dad, (laughs) and just, Mm -hmm. like, hey, I miss you guys, like, just wanted to check in, Um, and I think even just quarantine has kind of brought me closer to them, and, and, you know, made me realize that, you know, maybe I'm a little bit more similar to them than I originally thought as a 16-year-old, you know, young girl, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I think I'm a I'm a pretty good reflection of both my mom and my dad, and I'm really, really lucky to have amazing parents as well. So, you know, I think it's kind of a mix of just like separating myself from the the stressful situation or, you know, my, my sort of everyday life and kind of saying, okay, let's go and, you know, talk to these people, get their advice. And then, you know, maybe after that, I'll call my, my mom and dad, see what they think. And it's kind of, you know, I I think I've become pretty aware of the fact that I, I'm not always going to have it together, even though that was a hard realization to make, but nobody does, you know? So I think just just asking for advice and help when I need it has been, you know, really, really helpful for me and just kind of like not necessarily pushing, pushing any burden onto other people, but just acknowledging that I can kind of blow off some steam and it won't negatively affect the person that I'm talking to.
0: Yeah, just having that person to call up and just feel like vent, you know, share what's happening because mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes that outside person or voice doesn't have the answer for you either. So it's it's not like you're seeking the answer. It's just exactly. knowing that, you know, you have someone to connect with because mm-hmm. we oftentimes feel alone and isolated and that that can always often happen especially during this time of of quarantine. You know, you're fortunate that you're with a few friends and and so you have feel, felt supported and so many people haven't, but knowing when to pick up the phone and, and who to call and that someone is there is really important for us in our yeah. in our well-being. Absolutely. Yeah. I,
1: I think the other thing, too, is is the fact that there's this stigma, I think, in college among students that it's not okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. in media where um, college students are, you know, you, you see in movies, they're all just having the best time ever. You see it all over Instagram. Everyone, you know, portrays themselves as this person who's living their best life, everything's perfect all the time. So I think uh, seeing that coming into college, you know, students are pretty, including myself, students are, are pretty likely to kind of get into this really toxic mindset where they have to be having a really great time all the time or else, you know, they're wasting their experience. So there, there must be something wrong with them. Um, and I think one thing that that has really helped me out of that is actually going and, and seeing a counselor when I'm struggling or even when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I, started use, I started utilizing the – the Quinnipiac counseling services my sophomore year when I was kind of going through a little bit of a rough patch and it was super, super helpful for me to just talk to, you know, this, this, this non-biased person who, you know, just sort of sat there and listened like you were kind of going back to. Um, And I think, you know, even just talking to somebody in in that respect where, you know, they don't necessarily have an emotional stake in you Mm -hmm. um, that, that that has been really helpful for me as well. And now, you know, if, even if I'm you know, doing fairly well, I'll, I'll go and, you know, Talk to them and say, "Hey, you know, <laughs> have you been? You know, this is this is what's going on in my life right now." Because I think sometimes we again just get so fixated in our ways that that we might be doing something that's harmful to us, and we don't even realize it, even if we are doing well. So.
0: I love that advice. Thank you. And that, and I'm going to um, just make the statement that it's not only applicable to a college student listening and hearing that, but I think it's all of us. We we forget that it is okay to talk to someone, whether that's a professional, because that's the voice that we need to hear, um, or it is someone who's closer to us in that it doesn't make us weak, it doesn't mean our life it doesn't have value, and it doesn't mean we're not perfect. Um I agree that I see students coming to campus and I think that that is one of the, I guess the saddest thing to me is that the expectation that our students have is that, everything's going to be perfect and it, and it's not life isn't perfect nor nor are we and and our and so for me as a as someone in fitness and well-being like your well-being isn't going to be perfect you know the wheel the wellness wheel is going to get wobbly um, every day is different one day you think you have a handle on the physical piece right you're five days a week working out with your friend something derails you and now all of a sudden that's not happening right so there's always going to be the the flux or the flat spot and it's yeah, so it's just keeping the wheels in motion, but having support, having someone, whether it's a team of someone's or a someone, is really important for us to be able mm-hmm. to to find. So I'm glad that you do have something, some way, someone because you carry a lot, and um, you know, for me as a professional on campus, I look at that and I just, that is my one hope. I hope, I always hope, oh, I hope they have someone that they can go to. I hope they have a support system. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it means that you're not strong enough to do it, but there are definitely days where, yeah, you just need yeah. a little something else.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, okay. I've been, I've been asking everybody this question. Let us see if I can word it right today. because okay. i a little. All right. So (laughs) clearly you're a friend. You're a good friend. We've talked about this. You have your friends, you have your best friends. And I, I think that most of us, when we are dealing with our friend and our friend comes to us, whether it's, oh my gosh, I did this. I can't believe I did this, or this is happening. We're really good at You know, I'm going to say rationalizing with that person in a good way, like not—I don't mean sugarcoating. I mean just saying, "Listen, you screwed up, or you messed up, or this didn't go right, but it's going to be okay. And this is what you're going to do, and this is what you have going for you." Like, I think most of us as humans are really good at being friends Mm -hmm. to other people. So now I need you to flip it. Are you good at being a friend to yourself? Like, do you give yourself that same advice, or do you tend to fall into the trap that a lot of us do? Or, oh. I screwed up again. I can't believe I always do that. You know, we're we tend to be really negative. Our self talk is negative. We talk negative to our friend self, but so positive to that person sitting in front of us. So, where do you fall? How do you? What do you do? <laughs>
1: yeah, I to be to be completely honest with you, that's definitely something that I I can work on. I think you know all my friends will tell you I'm very very critical of myself. Mm. Uh, you know, it's just kind of the way i am i i you know I'm, I'm i'm an overthinker so i'm always like could i have done that better could i do this better but you know i think one thing one, one thing that i actually you know try to keep in mind with my friends and something that i've started to translate to myself that's actually really easy to translate to myself is when i think about things with friends um i try to show empathy not sympathy mm-hmm. um the fact that you know you you can kind of empathize with a person and kind of understand what you're, what they're going through and then you know kind of put yourself in their shoes and then you know go from there but the nice thing about when you're dealing with yourself is you don't have to be empathetic because you're yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you know I think I've just been trying to to kind of think about myself again going back to this idea of you know spending time with myself and finding value spending time with myself you know thinking if I was my friend what would I say and it might be critical if I say this to my friend and I'm not actually doing it you know for myself so you know I think especially after having conversations with my mom, who's an aspiring life coach, which she's she's wonderful. I love her. <laughs> that's an awesome person to have on oh, your team. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Um, <laughs> it's funny because she's always like, I know you won't listen to me, but just, you know, <laughs> this is what I learned today. So no, but she's been great. And she's really been sort of changing my mindset on a lot of things. So, you know, I think her voice definitely echoes in my head. And, and you know, I, I think about how I don't have to be perfect and I can make mistakes. And that's part of sort of, life and that that journey and the reality of things is there's no there's no to a certain extent there's no right and wrong it's more just you choosing a path to go down that's going to Mm -hmm. you know sort of push you into your future and and you know the the future decisions that you'll make so I think I've been trying to keep that in mind a little bit more but I definitely definitely could be better about you know not being so critical of myself I definitely you know get into that sort of toxic mindset where I'm you know thinking about well what if I had said this what if I'd done this am I good enough for this you know
0: yeah and I think I think to some extent we'll always have that and your yes. and your friend sitting next to you is going to have that too but then but then it is that little voice that says come on yes I get it but you know or like you're saying okay so great we did that like we can't go back in time and reword it or refix it but right. we can think about with intentionality what it was and how to move forward and mm-hmm. and so I think that yeah there's such value in in that whole piece so now I guess this is just you looking ahead to Sophia, you're, you're here on ground on campus. Like life is crazy different. Who knows what it's going to be like, whatever it is. And what advice now are you giving to yourself as a friend to, I guess, survive and take care of yourself in a way that you need to do? So this is your own advice to yourself, best friend, Sophia.
1: That's a great question. (laughs) I think for me, I, I would love to continue sort of the, the practices that I've started to adopt mm-hmm. um, now that I have more time and I'm not so go, 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 um, you know, whether that be sleeping for the, you know, the right amount of time every night or, you know, taking a little bit of time to play guitar and, and sing for a little bit, or, you know, taking the time to, to paint something or do something artistic. Um, because I think I it's very easy to get sucked into the craziness of, of the world and of life and, you know, the the political um sort of situation right now in our country is very polarized and there's a lot of negativity in the world Mm -hmm. um you know and it's it's very easy to kind of get just submerged in all of this 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 chaos that's happening so so i think you know i would love to to continue to kind of be aware of myself and what i need because again like i feel like i really have fully started becoming aware of, of you know that kind of stuff really during quarantine Um, and, and I really just want to, you know, have my time to do the things that I need to do every day, be there for people. But again, once I'm back, you know, in my space, kind of center myself and, you know, take that time for myself, spend time with myself and be purposeful about that. So I think if I can do that, I'll I'll be, you know, in a much better place than I have been the past three years.
0: (laughs) Okay. And so now you've said it out loud in a podcast. So when you forget, when you have that moment, (laughs) you're going to go back and replay this and be like, that's right. I said it. I I have this saying, you know, we, we do, we tell ourselves we're going to do something and we start thinking about it. And then for me, my next step is like, if I write it down somewhere, I've kind of made it accountable to myself but now you've just made that third and final step of saying it out loud and right. so the accountability is there and you're like oh man now i have to you know i have I'm to do be here every day <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, Sophia! You've given us so many amazing little tidbits, and love learning about you and and how you're continuing to grow every day. And I'm really excited for our student body to have you at the helm this year. And it's not going to be easy, but I think you've got some great perspective that's going to help you. I'm going to say, stay balanced as you move <laughs> into this yeah. next crazy phase, which we don't know what it'll be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tammy. I've appreciated your insight in this conversation. I think you know, even just things like this, it's it's very nice to, you know, again, center yourself and kind of be aware of these things. So it's, it's been great. And I appreciate that you're doing this for, for me and for all these different perspectives that you're getting. So I'm excited to listen to, to this one and to to all the other ones too. So
0: yeah, tune in. There's some, there's some fun and really creative people and now you are among them. So thank you so much.
1: Of course. Mm -hmm.
0: My sincere thank you for tuning in to Living Well While Living Online. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to visit, listen, and hopefully take away some important words of wisdom from our conversation. To the the behind-the-scenes crew, a huge hug and thank you. Michael Bachman, the producer, David DeRoche, executive producer, Heather Popovics on social media, and to Scott Holmes for his wonderful theme music. You can learn more about our podcasts by visiting Quinnipiac.edu slash podcast. You can listen on the platform or app of your choice and please follow us on Twitter or Instagram at QU Podcasts. We are happy to get an email from you as well and that can be sent to QUPodcasts at QU.edu. I am really looking forward to the guest and our conversation next week. You will meet Cassie Turner, the Quinnipiac University Women's Head Ice Hockey Coach and she'll share with us how she's been able to use the last few months to become more intentional with herself with her time, and with her actions, and how she has stopped making excuses and gotten tougher on herself. Cassie's wisdom and insight are something you don't want to miss, and you will leave our conversation feeling like a stronger, more confident version of yourself. I know I certainly have. So until then, live intentional, take a deep breath, and be your own best friend.